Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about job site look ahead with the help of special guests, Tom Batman and Mike Topper of Hearth Builders in Springhouse, PA. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host, Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey, everyone. Tim Fowler here, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. We've been getting a lot of feedback on topics and ideas that people want to have, and the last uh, several have been the result of that. And so here we go again on this one. So planning, planning, planning. And probably somebody out there is going to go, not again. Every time I hear you talk, Tim, it doesn't matter whether it's on schedules, budgets, whatever it is, you always slip that planning thing in there. So this is a response to a listener that wrote in and said, uh, how about getting some people on to talk about the look ahead? Sometimes people call it a three-week look ahead. Uh, I tend to just call it daily planning because I, I got a sense that it needs to happen more than every three weeks or so. So anyway, so I think that is one of the keys to having a good plan for a job because when you really think about it, what causes us the most problems are the things that pop up that we did not plan for. Sometimes they're unexpected. But in many cases, and I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, yeah, Tim, well, you can't plan everything. So don't dismiss everything right here, okay? A lot of the stuff that messes us up is stuff we could have planned for, but we just didn't pay enough attention. So the Lumberyard Runs is a classic example of that. Items that could have been ordered, but we just didn't look ahead. Even missing selections. Now, we love to blame salespeople for not getting us good information. But guess what? If we did better planning, then what? We could let them know further ahead of time and maybe be on their case uh, just a little bit about that. So whatever it is, and again, another thing might be client meetings and they're just not planning well for a client meeting. So whatever it is, we want to talk about doing a much better job planning. And one of the things that I found out or realized when I first started doing training for people is that some of us are natural planners, okay? Some of us do this just because, I don't know, we were raised that way or we were trained in some other environment to make that happen. But many other people are not. So what I've tried to do over the years is figure out a way, how do I get those people who are not natural planners to be planners? So I went on the hunt looking for some guests that could help us out with this. What I realized is that lots of different companies do this in different ways. So we're going to have uh, hearth builders on today. And uh, later on in a month or so, we're going to have Kawartha Lakes uh, from the Toronto area. And maybe even as I travel around, I'm going to find another company that does it even different. And so what I'm hoping is, is that listeners will be able to take a little bit here, a little bit there, and actually put something together that works for them. I don't believe in a one size fits all. I think some of the ideas you're going to hear today 
will be really apropos for you. Some of them, maybe not so much. So listen in, listen for things in the future, and let's come up with a great way to make this happen in our companies. Tim, I'm very excited about this. Hearth Builders is a fantastic company. I had the pleasure of uh, visiting them for a roundtables meeting a couple years ago and uh, having David on a few times, David Keebler, the production manager. Very excited about this topic because it was something that I always struggled with. So <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, we will welcome Tom Batman, has been with Hearth Builders for 15 plus years, started as a subcontractor and eventually hired as a full-time employee. Worked his way up from a carpenter to lead carpenter to project manager. Currently NARI certified as both a lead carpenter and project manager. Mike Topper is a NARI certified lead carpenter who joined Hearth after relocating from Portland, Oregon in 2015. Welcome to the show, Mike and Tom. Nice, good to be here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Tim. Okay, so let's jump right into this. An awful lot of change that occurs in companies is because of some problem. And so I'm just kind of interested with Hearth Builders. Is there something that drove this process of being uh, better planners? What is it that kind of got this thing rolling, if there was anything? Or maybe maybe it's been so long that you can't really think back far enough for that. But if you got some ideas, set the stage for us. Where were you? What were some of the problems that you encountered? And and why did you kind of move to this really systemized planning process? So uh, when, when I started here, um, the, the owner of the company at that time, we were, we were working from handwritten legal pad uh, projects. Right. Uh, so uh, we have really streamlined uh, when, when Greg came back to the company and, and jumped on board. We really went, uh, we've turned a, a corporate corporate corner, as I like to call it. It's, it, we've really tried to streamline. We have a lot more forms and processes, which sounds like a whole lot of work. And it, and it is when it, when it first starts, when it first starts, it's difficult. You know, there's a lot of buy-in that has to happen with the guys that have been doing this in the field for a long time, but it works. Uh, when, when you have these things lined up so that everything works out properly and people execute what they're supposed to execute, the process gets streamlined and it really works. Cool. So give us a little bit of a rundown on what you guys do. And I, I'm sure as this will be fluid, I'm sure as we go through here, we'll have lots of questions that to, to ask back to you, but give us kind of a snapshot of, of what you do. And then we'll dig into each little part and figure out all the details. Gotcha. So, um, so this is Tom, as, as a project manager, um, we, and we've just adopted this in the last couple of years. So, uh, as a project manager, my job is to get as far early in the project as I can. So I'm involved from from the original trade walkthroughs to to our our sales huddles to everything at that front end to get the production side of the team associated and and get our buy-in as early as we can. Um, and that becomes very important because as as soon as you can get into this. You you get a lot more you get a lot more say in how we're going to execute things, and and how logistically it can actually work, not just how in a pretty world it could work. <laughs> okay, that's a great way to say it. A pretty world. When does the lead carpenter actually get involved, Mike? Um, so we'll have a our consolidation meeting, the the project handoff to the uh, the field guys, and that's when. Me and Tom will sit down. We'll we'll work the schedule through to 
to completion, the whole project, make sure everything's in the right order. And then, um, you know, then from then on, it's, it's more or less on me to make sure the next few weeks are flushed out. All the trades are uh, aware of what's happening when the place is at least penciled in on the schedule three weeks out. And um, yeah, me and Tom kind of worked out for the, pro- the length of the project like that, keeping that three week three weeks ahead. Everyone knows what's happening type of thing. Okay. So Mike, when you're, when you're penciling in and kind of working stuff up three weeks ahead, do you do that like every day or is that like once a week you kind of look at the, the big picture or is it like every three weeks you try to play catch up? No, no, it's, it's, it's every day I'm looking at my schedule. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the trades, at least some trades almost every day. I'm seeing that this is going to take a little longer. So I'm, I'm adjusting my schedule, at least checking it every day. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you have a, I, I know I've recommended to a lot of lead carpenters that they set aside the last 20 minutes of the day or 15 minutes of the day. Do you have any kind of a special time that you like get your head wrapped around this, this look ahead or is it kind of like, as you find some time? Um, I'll make a note during the day if, if there's something that's really, um, standing out to me, but yeah, generally at the end of the day, there's, there's 10 minutes. I have my, uh, my schedule in front of me and I can, I can make some notes there. So. Okay, cool. So Tom, what, what role do you as the project manager play once this job gets rolling and, uh, and you and Mike are working together to keep this plan, plan developing and accurate. Gotcha. So, um, so like Mike said, we sit down at the beginning of the project and we, we try to build this schedule to completion before we even start it, obviously. And we work, you know, we work side by side every day. The, the biggest thing that I can't stress enough, and this, this is, this is across the board in your home relations and your work relations. <laughs> it, you have a relationship and it's going to take work and communication is the key to that. So I'm, I'm really lucky to have a guy like Mike. Mike's one of our best guys, and he is one of those natural planners. <laughs> so, um, I work with him. You know, I handed this off. We sat down. We looked at that schedule. We built it to completion. We are looking at this every day. So I'm in constant communication with Mike. We have, we have a, uh, a job board, a project board that's on site. Uh, that is laid out and it's not only for us, but it's for our trades and it's for our homeowners as well. This is a giant visual that we use. We update this early on in the week and it's showing two weeks ahead. And that's, that's just visual on our, we have a giant whiteboard that we use that we wipe down and and reset every week. Um, And it allows for everybody to see what's going on, not just Mike and I, but everybody that's involved in the project for those two weeks to see what's going on. Now, when you when you talk about we, do you and Mike actually stand there in front of this whiteboard and talk about what goes on there, or does Mike add a little bit and you add a little bit, or how how does that physically work? Well, I'm being on site more. I might just take the initiative and actually write out the the things that we you know talked about during the week. So I'm I'm generally physically the one writing on the board. Okay, do you have good handwriting, Mike? Good enough. (laughs) (laughs) My my problem would be so uh, bizarre. People would go like, 
what what does that say <laughs> up there? So give us a little rundown, either one of you, give us a little rundown about the type of information you put on that whiteboard. What is it that you emphasize and, and that helps you actually look ahead? Well, um, the main thing is what we're doing in-house or what trades are gonna be there um, for the next two weeks, who's coming, um, you know, and, and the name of the trade who's going to be there. And then um, there's also a section for communications down the bottom, which would be anything that falls outside of uh, just what works actually going to be done, such as the electricians are coming and they're going to need to kill the power on Wednesday. We, you know, make that in red on the bottom. So we, <laughs> to the telling the client, we like to have it written there. We're, on this project, we're doing spray foams, so the clients have to be out of the house for 24 hours. So we've been hammering that home since the start of the project. So there's no surprise there. So, um, that's it. Again, that just stays on the communication part of the board until it's, until it's completed. So now do you actually have like for your trade contractors, do you actually have like completion dates up on this whiteboard or is it just part of the schedule that they should be able to see? So that, so that's basically built in as, as the schedule is built, you know, we're, we're labeling each day and they're going to see, and, and it's all part of the PO process as well as we get buy-in on how many, you know, they say it's going to take three days. We're going to put them on that project board for three days. Now, that being said, because it's a visual, if there's going to be some kind of overlap or if there's something that pops up, you know, those, those undefined things where, hey, I can't really get this done in, in two days. Like I said, it's going to take me three. We can look at that board and they can see, hey, okay, it's going to work. I can do this because your next trade in I'm not going to be in his way. We can overlap. That visual is allowing not just us, but it's allowing them to look at it and see where there is leeway, where there is room where they can say, oh, no, you know what? It's only going to take us a day and a half. We'll be out of here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's something I've been trying to stress with people for a long time is you, with, with your trades, you have to let them know what's coming up so they know how to plan. Otherwise, it's kind of an open-ended document if they don't know something else is coming. And I I think there's some of us that just want to control all the information, you know, like it's just mine and, and we don't share it. So I think that's a, that's really cool. Now I know you guys use um, some cloud-based uh, scheduling program. I think co-construct, is that right? That's correct. Okay. So how does that play into this whole thing with the look head? Because a lot of people have these programs and I, I think it's an important tool for the look ahead, but um, I'd like to know how you guys use it. So we're, we're, I would say we're between our infancy and our toddler stage of construct. <laughs> okay. We're not running yet. We are walking. Um, so it, 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 is a, it is a great tool for certain things that we're using and we're using them every day. So one thing is we do a daily log where the client is getting to see literally as it's happening, what's going on that day, including photos. Photos can get uploaded immediately where the client can take a look at something and go, oh, cool, that happened today. You know, we can see that framing is done. That's great. And and they are linked to, because of the, the way the program works, we can tell them, we can say what they can and cannot see. Right, right. So there are certain parts, obviously, that you don't need your clients to see. They don't need to see all the communication that we're doing. Um, but it does allow them to see a daily schedule as to um, key items. Now, we're, we're not using it to the extreme that some people do. Uh, you know, we say, you know, framing is going to be four days and it's this day through this day. 
we're not calling it out like, hey, we're first floor framing this day. We're we're building our walls. We're building our second floor deck. We're building. We don't break it down that that much. Okay. It it becomes a it becomes a lot more paperwork at that point. <laughs> okay. In our mind. Okay. As long as as long as we can get the buy-in from our trades and sit down and say, okay, look, this is this is the project. This is the amount of framing we're going to be doing. Is three days going to be enough? Or is four days going to be enough? Are we looking at back framing slightly after that? It's not a big deal as long as we get the buy-in. Yeah, so just really quickly, Mike, do you actually go into co-construct and change it as you're looking ahead? Because that's a big debate that a lot of companies have. Oh, we don't let the lead carpenter change the schedule. That has to be done by somebody else. I'm just kind of curious with you guys. Do you do you actually do that? Well, to, to be honest, um, this would be a better question for Tom. As, as you said, we're not running with this yet. Okay. I'm using is, is still before co-construct on. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. The, the the project that the project that Mike's running right now was sold so many years ago, and it's been. <laughs> Um, that it's still on our old system. Okay. Our old system. He's he's doing all those things just on our old system. Okay. Um, but yeah, typically typically any changes are going to be on the project manager, not on the lead carpenter. Okay. Cool. So are all of your selections made before the project starts, and how's that accounted for in your planning? Is that all on that initial meeting that you're working through completion? You see where deliveries are and lead times. Yeah, so tip, typically uh, any long lead items I'm looking at before Mike and I sit down to to build that project to completion. So we're looking at long lead items. We know the first available day that they are, and we're typically scheduling those deliveries as much as we can. Like windows and doors, we know they need to be there for framers at a certain point. That's the way that this project worked. You know, we started framing, and day one of framing, the windows arrived. Okay. So... Yes, we, we typically look at those. There are certain selections that hang out. And, and one of those in particular that is always for us is final paint color. Right. You know, that's, that's typically getting a final selection. Once, our, once we hang drywall and they're into finishing, which, you know, takes about a week, you know, with all the coats and the sanding and everything, we can get samples on the wall in the actual space so they can see a, a color sample on the wall. So that selection is going to hang out there. But by the time we're starting the project, we have those selections defined. You have the paint to we, defined. We have, every, we, have, we have everything defined except, you know, anything that we have hanging out there, we have a list. Okay. So typically paint is one of those things that is hanging out there. And is that okay. is that on you, Mike, to make sure that that gets chosen at a certain time or is that Tom? Sort of, yeah. I mean, and that that's where the look aheads really come in handy because you can show the client, hey, Three weeks from now, we're painting. So, really start to to focus. And if we need to get you color samples, we we'll get you color samples in that time frame. So that that's really um, where that helps out a lot. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, and getting ready for this, we we chatted a little bit on the phone, and you mentioned something about a. I'm going to say nine one one as a joke, but the the three two one one thing that you guys have going on. What is that, and what's it got to do with the look ahead? Gotcha. So our, our 3211 is a system that we use to, uh, to contact our trades. Uh, so we do a three-week a three week call, a two-week call, a one-week call, and a one-day call. And what now, that now, is- let, me, let me just interrupt for a second. Don't they get all those emails from Co-Construct that says their time's coming up on the calendar? 
They do. But uh, how often do you get emails during the day while you're working that you go, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get to that or I'll look at it tonight or there is nothing better. You know, you can send an email to your loved one that says, I love you, but there's nothing better than picking up the phone and saying it. <laughs> okay, good, good. I, I, I just wanted to ask that question because I do. Again, I'm hearing more and more people say, yeah, Co-Construct does that for me. And I go like, yeah, gotta call them anyway. So you're, that's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. And, and don't get me wrong. Co-Construct is a great tool. Right. And it, we have certain trades. There are some trades that I thought would be the hardest people to get to use a program like that. And they're the ones that are, that are right on it, that I'm getting emails immediately back. Hey, I got this, I got this update from Co-Construct. Are we <laughs> still on for, for next Wednesday? I'm like, yeah. It's great. I'm glad you're on it. That's that works out great. But there, there nothing beats that three, two, one, one. So you're doing your three week. There's a there's a phone call at the beginning of the project. Hey, we got it. Right. We're on this date, we're going to need you probably in the third week of June or whatever. Then you're going to do your three week call ahead. Hey, we're we've narrowed it down. It's going to be the at that back half of this week. Two week call ahead. One week call ahead. And and finally that one day. Because right. you know things popped up. Just just like you have changes at your job site, these trades are gonna have changes at their job site. That one day, one day call is, hey, you didn't get a phone call from somebody that, that has water flowing in their basement and you <laughs> you have to go take care of. You can be there tomorrow, right? Like I'm, I'm just following up just to make sure. All right, so tell us about the accountability checklist. But they're, again, in preparation for this uh, we talked a little bit of a couple of different things. And so you mentioned the accountability checklist. And again, how does that play into uh, the look ahead for the for the jobs? So um, here. So, again, we overlap on a lot of things. And this is this is where it comes down to, to having that relationship and the good communication. So there are things that are on. We, we have responsibility, job job responsibilities for the lead carpenter as well as the project manager. And there are overlaps. There's always going to be overlaps. Um, the things that you need to keep in mind is constant communication. So I'm doing I'm doing that reach out. When we get into the job, there's going to be a lot more communication on the lead carpenter, Mike in this case, who's going to be following up on things. We typically try to have our trades out prior to them showing up day one to do their work. So I'm not going to make a call to our plumber and say, hey, go out on Tuesday. And Mike's there tied up with somebody and he can't see him. So Mike's going to make that call and say, this is the day that I can have time for you to go over everything before you're coming out on day one. So there are some overlaps and there's some communication that absolutely has to happen between that lead partner and the, and the project manager to make it work. So the accountability checklist, is it really more like a like a refined job description about who does what and that way you kind of you you've just made sure that all the bases are covered by doing that absolutely okay that's, that's, that's a good that's a good way to put it cool so uh give us some examples if you can uh, of of things that maybe by doing all this you've actually been able to catch or kept you from losing a lot of money or a lot of time or something like that. Cause I think, you know, real life, like you said, is really, really a, a better lesson than figuring it out later on. So what are some things maybe that uh, you've seen this has actually helped you? 
on the on the job that Mike is on right now, um, we had a walking in. We knew that there was an existing leak from something that happened prior. So right. it had nothing to do with this job. Um, but one of the things that we're able to do now and something that Mike is working through is we've now located what that issue is going to be. And we were able to work that in through the schedule to get that right online so that we're not going to, we're, we're not going to miss a beat when it comes to making that schedule work with this warranty that's going to happen now. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, we were able to kind of, schedule that work during drywall of the, this project so that we're like Tom said we're trying to okay inside anyway keep all the workflow and yeah cool so Tom you mentioned uh you know you were around with hearth builders uh during the having a yellow legal pad and planning that way so if you have somebody you know you're speaking to the audience now and they are uh somebody is just them and maybe just one helper or one carpenter where can they start what inventory should they just start to take and look at to make this plan work for them and then you know it, it grows into a, a big company like yours but where can they start uh well I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote my uh, my my CLC instructor from a long time ago. There there are the P's, and that's proper planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> so anything that you can get in writing, and and this helps you on the legal end too for down the line. But anything that you can get in writing, and anything that you can define better at this at sales, is going to allow you to do better planning and proper follow through when you get to production. So spending the time up front in that planning phase and in that sales phase is going to pay off in the long run. It's gonna it's gonna make everything go smoother, it's gonna make your selections go smoother, it's gonna make it's gonna make it not not that I want an easy job. Production's not easy. <laughs> a lot that goes into it. But the more planning that you can do on the front end, the easier it's gonna to be to execute it and to have a happy client. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, I think, I think Steve took my golden nugget question. So that's, uh, but that's exactly the, what I was sitting, I wrote down on my little pad of paper here. It sounds like what Tom is telling us here is that by doing really, really good planning before you ever start that project really leads to a much easier process of planning every day, every week, every two or three weeks out. And so it sounds like you can't isolate them. And I think some companies do that. They go like, plan the job, but get out there and work. And, or they say, I got to get you started, get out there and work. And then, but, oh, don't forget to plan where it really requires that whole process of planning. Does that kind of sum it up for you? Absolutely. And I know I'm sure Mike can speak to this, but it's very difficult um, because we're pulling him in typically to do this, to do his part of the pre-planning while he's wrapping up another project. Right. So, I mean, how, how does that affect you? Well, um, you just kind of get the, so it's logistically going to work. You, you got to <laughs> keep on faith a little bit at that point that the, the timelines are, are, if not exact, very close. And then, um, you know, as, as it gets closer and you talk to the trades and all, you can always adjust a little bit, but the more you can have planned out, even if it's rough, it's, it's only going to help. So 
yeah, things aren't going to be exact all the way down the line. <laughs> Definitely. Well, this has been this has been really really good, and and I really want to kind of say to the listeners again, you know, listen to all these little things. There's so many little things that were brought up here, and uh, take a little bit here. Uh, like I said, probably in a month or so, we're going to have another company on to talk about something similar to this. But I really appreciate Tom and Mike you guys taking a little bit of time out of the day here to talk to us about this. Any closing thoughts for us? Uh, well, one thing I would say is Tom said I was an actual planner and actually that's not really the case. <laughs> it's sort of, it's because it works that uh, I've sort of become that. Yeah. It's not a necessity, but it really helps make the job go easier. So good. Good. Tom. Uh, not to be cliche. I know I've thrown a bunch of them out already today. <laughs> But uh, plan the work, work the plan. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys very much. Tim, this this podcast was very loaded with information. Uh, my th- first thing that I love, I love abbreviation, love acronyms. The three, two, one, one to me just it. I think as much as people can just have simple things like that, that the company knows that this is how we reach out three weeks, two weeks, one week, one day, and make sure you give that call because it makes a huge difference. Things aren't missed. Things aren't dropped. I have a million emails that have flags next to them that I'm supposed to look back at. You know, it's one of those common culture language things that you can use. So everybody at Hearth Builders knows 3211. And they know exactly what you're talking about. So anything that you can put into code like that really, really does help. I do want to say too that I think you're dead on that there's lots of little things in here that that if you pull them out a little bit, you'll figure out uh, how you want to make those things run. I love the job board. Um, this is something that uh, I, a lot of people are doing. It really helps to communicate. I love the idea of making sure your subs know like who's coming after you and that job board really helps with that so that it's not just on the lead carpenter. You've got to get everybody in the process looking ahead as opposed to the electrician going like, this is just my little world. These three days are all I have to think about. No, they have to help you think about the person that's coming after them. Yeah. And so you want everybody in tune with this look ahead. Yeah, well, I said it the first time David Keebler uh, was on, I think, our very first episode that my uh, first guy I ever worked for said, you start well, you end well. And that's you just always prepare for people coming behind you all the way to the end. Well, once again, we would like to thank Mike and Tom from Hearth Builders for joining us today. And we would like to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.